One of the best food scenes in the country, right here in Minnesota. And nobody knows it like magazine food critic and James Beard Award finalist, Jason DeRussia. Now bringing you the most interesting people and hottest trends. Let's listen in as DeRussia Eats. Thank you so much for listening to DeRussia Eats. It's Jason DeRussia. So nice to talk to you today. So glad you're spending some time with us. This is episode 26. It's about two bakers and two businesswomen, Lindsay Polad and Anne Andrus. Lindsay was an East Coast businesswoman. She was an investment banker out on the East Coast, left her, her lucrative career, came with her husband with a famous last name to the Twin Cities. Famous last name locally, anyway. But food kept tugging at the heartstrings of Lindsay Polad, so she went to culinary school. She opened a restaurant in her adopted home of Wyzetta, which is a suburb right on a beautiful lake, right as the pandemic began. The grocer's table was born, originally going to be maybe more of a shop, along with grab-and-go and counter service. Over the years, some things have changed, but the popularity of their number one seller, the chocolate chip cookie, well, that has never wavered. Lindsay will tell that story and talk about running a restaurant uh, for the first time. Plus, Ann Andrus did the same thing, running her own restaurant for the first time when she opened Honey and Rye Bakery in St. Louis Park. She talks about inspiration and routine and repetition of baking. I think it's it's pretty interesting, inspiring no matter what uh, field of work you're in. Anne left her career in nonprofits, went to culinary school in San Francisco, came back here, worked at a bakery, and then opened her own shop. Two women who left successful careers to chase that dream of hospitality and of food. Enjoy episode 26 of DeRussia Eats. We're so glad to welcome Lindsay Polad from the grocer's table in Wyzetta here. Lindsay, it's so good to see you. Thanks for having me, Jason. The grocer's table opened in... June of 2020. Great time to open a restaurant. It was perfect. It was <laughs> so ideal. You opened, really, a couple of months after everything else was kind of shut down. For sure, yeah. We were supposed to open uh, in April, and then everything kind of happened in a March, early April, and we just decided by beginning of June that we were going to throw open the doors and give it a shot and, and see what happened. It went well. It went well, yes. Um, I think we were kind of uniquely positioned at that stage in early COVID where um, there was a lot of to go and we were somewhat uniquely positioned with the um, amount of uh, market and grab and go and provisions that we had in the market to be able to um, service people during that time and then kind of grow into what we are today. You... Uh, have a finance background, right? You worked in investments, investment banking mm-hmm. before yes. you moved here to the Twin Cities, yes. and you ended up really working in food here, right? Yes. Um, yeah. My yes, my background is in um, on the investment in the investment banking world. But when I um, when I moved here to the Twin Cities with my husband and uh, started having kids um, during that time frame when I was having my three boys, I um, pursued this love of cooking that I always had. And I went to culinary school here um, at the Art Institute. And um, I, I quickly realized during that time frame that I really wanted to try and 
married this love for food and hospitality with my my finance and business background mm. and and create something. Because a lot of times, and no disrespect to many of the great chefs, but I, it's always been a head scratcher to me in the Twin Cities where you're expected to be a great chef and also know how to run a business. Right. It often yeah. fails. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so do you think the fact that your background is business first and the passion is food, culinary, does that create a different equation for you when it comes to running, running the operation? I think so. And I, th- I think I had just a very, very clear vision of what I wanted uh, this space to be, the place to feel like. Um, you know, I, I grew up out east where – there were um, – I, I lived in, in New York City, kitty corner to a place called Dean and DeLuca, which for those oh, yeah. of you who know it, RIP, was one of the coolest you know markets where I'd love to walk through there. And you know what you would see was just be inspired by all things culinary from you know market goods to food to um, you know kitchen appliances to everything. And uh, I, I knew that I wanted to create – a sort of mini version of that, if I could, in this town that I had just moved into um, in Wyzetta that really reminded me of back home. Hmm. Lindsay Polat is with us, the grocer's table in Wyzetta. Um, you know, you're close to the docks. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, and I named you the restaurant of the year. I took a lot of grief for naming you guys the restaurant of How the year. Come? Did you know that? No. For Minnesota Monthly. Are you kidding? Well, because it's not a traditional, yeah. like, you're not a four-star restaurant. That's not what you're trying to be. No. But I thought during the pandemic, like, you had, I mean, first of all, it's really good. Like, it's really good. The food's really good. The experience is great. The room is beautiful. But you solved a gaping hole in the dining scene in Wyzetta, and you can tell based on the fact that as soon as the weather gets remotely close to patio season, you guys are like jam-packed throughout the whole season. Yep, yep. It's this quick serve slash sit down and have a lunch with a friend. Like, Mm -hmm. it just, it Mm -hmm. can be anything. Yeah, it it can. And I I wanted it to feel like a neighborhood catch-all, you know, a place where people could go you know, enjoy a coffee in the morning, go for lunch with a friend. It and feels then, a little European, like yes, this kind of sidewalk yes. cafe vibe. Yes, yes. And and it is confusing for people sometimes, especially that counter service model, um, because we're we're not that. Right? No, no. And, and we're not. And people here are are not. Um, people really do love to sit sit in the space, sit and eat. And it's not this in and out kind of thing. And we, we, after the, about the first six months, we went to full service at night for dinner and we have a whole separate dinner menu kind of elevated that experience because that's what people were really Mm. wanting in the evening. Did that surprise you? Yes. Is that, why is that a unique, you think? I mean. Uh, I think the fact that the counter service is a little hard for people to to understand is a little bit why is that a unique, you know, we have a ton of places like that in Minneapolis, St. Louis Park, all over the place. Um, But 
I, uh, it's high maintenance, high maintenance crowd. I, I, I'm I glad you that said that. I'm glad I mean you with, said that, and I didn't say. Oh, it, your last yes. name is Polad. Yeah, yeah. Like you can say that they're high maintenance. But yes, people want. But to they be, are. They want to be taken yeah. care of. And we've got hosts at the door, and people need to be handheld, and so and they Which want to I, know they have their table. I and, sort of like that people still value that. They do. I like it. They sure do. I like to be taken care of. <laughs> I know. I'm a West Suburbanite. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like to be taken care of. Otherwise, I, I can do it myself at home. Like, yeah. I, I prefer that. And I know I'm losing that battle in the marketplace <laughs> because I think the the millennials have largely decided they don't care about that. For sure. Which is fine. Like, every generation kind of makes their choice when it comes to this. Yeah. Lindsay Polad at the grocer's table in YZ, I made the first Polad-related crack, mm-hmm. is Having that last name, you married into that last name. I did, yes. Is it, and your husband's Tom. Yes. And is it uh, a blessing or a curse or both or what is it? Uh, to be completely honest, I I am not from here. So I didn't have that name sort of swirling around me when I uh, was growing up or even when we got married. Um and a lot of um, Tom's so, family was not out in the Wyzetta area. So I don't know. I don't think yeah. about it, honestly. Yeah. It doesn't It Which, doesn't feel like either. And I feel like um, – I don't feel like people say, oh, this is a Polat establishment. I think they've gotten to know me personally in the community. Yeah. I think they know that I am there grinding it out every day. And, you are. And, and, every time I've been there, you've been there. Which, uh, you know – for some people, maybe are like, "What is Jason talking about?" The Polads, but the the Polad family is uh, just an incredible giant of business here in the Twin Cities, and most prominently, maybe known for the Twins owning the Twins. But really, that's just one part of a, a you know, they you know all the businesses. I think mm-hmm. lis- listeners know some of it, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So that's that's that. But you are you're grinding it out. You are working. Yeah. Have you enjoyed it? I have. You know, um, it is the the amount of time, you know, if I knew that this was going to be my fourth child, which it definitely is, (laughs) um, you know, I wouldn't have changed anything. Uh, Honestly, how old old are your kids? They uh, I've got three boys um, and one. My oldest just turned 13. So they're 13, um, almost 11 and nine. they working at all? So my oldest just absolutely loves being there. Oh, I he bet. He could be there 24-7. He just, we call him the IT department because he <laughs> he knows more about any of the screens and the pads and the systems than any of us do. And yeah, they love it. They're, if I were 13, I w- would yeah. die. I would love it. It'd be yep. amazing. Yep. And they, every they like do. second generation kid who's worked in restaurants, they all remember mm-hmm. so fondly mm-hmm. those like late- Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Those years. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you got your own restaurant. It is. It's it's become a big part of our our daily routine and our and our family experience for sure. The grocer's table is right in downtown Wyzetta. Lindsay Polad started it up a couple of years ago. We're going to take a break. I want to know what your biggest surprise has been in running it. I've got questions about the cookie. <laughs> The cookie has become sort of a <laughs> sort of a thing, um, and we'll we'll get your three favorite restaurants to visit that are not your own. You got it. All right. All of that as we continue. Derusha Eats is brought to you by Liquor Boy. 
in St. Louis Park and also by the Minnesota Pork Board. We appreciate their support and we appreciate you listening. More with Lindsay Polad from the Grocers Table next on Drive Time with Teresha. Derusha Eats continues, brought to you by Liquor Boy and the Minnesota Pork Board. The Grocer's Table in Wyzetta, western suburb, right on Lake Minnetonka. It's been a smashing success since it opened in 2020, right in the thick of the pandemic. Now, uh, almost three years, right? Yep. Lindsay Polad, the owner, is with us here on CCO. Uh, we were talking a little bit about staffing. Every restaurant has been struggling with it um, as people... You know, you can't remote work in a restaurant. You have to be there, and that's that's a challenge. Yeah, it it sure is. Um, you know, I, I think I thought going into this whole venture that I would spend so much of my time on, on things like menu creation <laughs> or, um, you know, filling the market with all these beautiful, delicious products, and I'd say I spend 90% of my time you know, managing the the team and and responding to the ebbs and flows of this labor market and staffing and training in new people and losing people and it's it is tough. What has been your biggest surprise? Something you didn't expect from when you vote when you've opened the grocer's table? You know, I might say what we just talked about, which is which is what I thought I'd be spending most of my time doing and what I'm doing. But I, you know, I caveat that with saying that probably one of the biggest joys of this experience has been my team, has been building a team, has been, um, you know, working with these people that, you know, my my chef and my general manager and some of my other managers that do honestly truly care about the success of the business as much as I do and have become really part of my family. Um, And that's been pretty great. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, like as you think maybe a little more long-term about your restaurant, like there are going to be so many people who maybe it was their first job or people, maybe it was their best job, or maybe it helped them be able to save money to go off for college or, or get that first house or whatever. I mean, that's pretty formative. It's part of a restaurant being a restaurant owner that maybe we don't talk enough about this idea of how like pivotal you are in your employee's life. Yeah, we do have, we do have a very young staff and a lot that we're training from, you know, busser all the way to server manager. And that's been actually the best way to uh, retain these kids that keep coming back from Mm. college and they see us as their home base. And, um, and that's pretty rewarding when you get people, you know, coming back and, and really enjoying the experience. Lindsay Polat owns the Grocer's Table in Wyzetta, the cookie. So this cookie, uh, from the day you opened, kind of, it, it sort of took on a life of, of its own, didn't it? it? It sure did, yes. So, so describe, like, how you came up with it or how you guys, your team, came up with it. And describe that cookie for people who've never had it. So the cookie was a, a pivotal part in in actually building the concept, uh, no joke. Um, I, when I lived out east, there was this bakery that I was just enamored by called Levon Bakery, which now oh, yeah. used to have one location on the upper uh, west side and now has them kind of all over New York. And I was just in Chicago, actually, with my son and saw one in Chicago in the in the warehouse area. Yeah. But, um, you know, it is this sort of life-size cookie that is, um, you know, we, we developed the recipe by using two different kinds of flour and, uh, and uh, really good quality uh, chocolate. 
And what we're doing is it's a six-ounce massive cookie that you bake at a higher temperature so you get that nice crispy exterior, but you still have that really delicious gooey interior. It's surprisingly um, gooey when you it w- is. when you bite into it. It is. That's what that's what you want. You want the gooeyness. And it has like a an inordinate amount of chocolate chips in it. It's <laughs> it's aggressive on the chocolate chips. Five bucks. It's five bucks. But it is worth it. I, I hope so. Yes, yeah. it seems to be. It's and our number s- one seller, to be honest. Is it, it the is. No, of everything you do? It it's, is. Yeah. It is. Well, you bet right on that. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Polat is with us from the grocer's table. I want to ask you about your three favorite places, because you guys with, with a younger family, yeah. I'm sure like the kids have some of their favorite spots, but where where do you... Uh, and your husband like to go. They do, you know, and um, and we we don't get downtown as much as we used to. But and I adore all of our our neighborhood spots so much. All of our neighbors out in Wyzetta. But I would say you lately, can't pick one in Wyzetta. No, Someone will be mad at I, you. Right, you can't, right. So I mean, we and we've taken the kids, but um, you know, snack bar. Honestly, mm-hmm. I love that spot. I love what Isaac does with his pizzas there. The it's vegetables. Isaac Becker's. Right yes. in the North Loop of Minneapolis. Yes. Um, vegetables are awesome. I just, it's great energy in there. It's just a great yeah. vibe. Um, wow. Very New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. It feels it. It's a sexy room, I think. I think so. And, you know, I'd, I'd have to say Alma is kind of a tried and true. What Alex Roberts has done there with the restaurant and the cafe and, and Brasa and even Alma Provisions now, we He's been a mentor of mine, and we chat back and forth about what he's doing there. And he's just – he's got the whole package, and his food is just so good. Yeah. Yeah. We went on Mother's Day to the cafe and had a breakfast sandwich and had nice. some food there. It's great. Nice. Alex will be on June 15th. Oh, so fantastic. He'll be on the show. I'll listen in. That's two. Do you have one more? Oh, one more. Yes. Um, people love this, so they always really? love to know where okay. pe- they want to know where well, restaurant people. If eat. I can ever, ever, ever get in there, it's got to be Young Joni. I mean, mm. you can't get a reservation, but that is just. I mean, again, on the pizza is so great. I actually took my team there. Um, that's where they all wanted to go for huh. our little outing. We went to a baseball game and and went there and just had an absolute blast. But uh, the food is awesome, and so it's good. just a great vibe in there. You pick three incredible. Incredible designs. All of those mm, restaurants yeah. have incredible. And your restaurant as well. Thanks. Shay. They're oh, not, yeah. They're not cheap, but. Oh, no. Oh, no. But he, yeah, but he it, brings it it's home. It's amazing. He does it. It's he really it good. Well. Yep. Uh, Lindsay Polab from the Grocer's Table. So glad you came in. Thanks for I'm having me. I'm glad you're really. having such success. You work, you work so hard, and uh, it's a great spot in the western suburb. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Russia Eats continues. Here's your host, Jason DeRussia. Our guest today left her job and decided to follow her dream. And her dream here in the Twin Cities has led us to some absolutely delicious pastries and bread at Honey and Rye Bakehouse. Anna Andrus is with us. Anna, it's so great to have you here. Hi, yeah, I'm stoked to be here. You're about to open another facility. So Honey and Rye is going to open... Bakehouse. Yes. Yep. That's it. It's a. It can get a little jumbled there. The word right because so it was like it, honey it was and rye bakehouse. Combined. Yeah. So you're like you had no ideas for names. You said let's just lop we off the ju- bakehouse. Yeah. It was just easier to cut it. <laughs> we said we're literally, and it's funny because it's the location is within the same block. 
So we're chopping off the bakehouse, moving it down the street. So we'll now have Honey and Rye, the original brick and mortar. Right there on Excelsior yep. in St. Louis Park. Yep, been there 10 years. Old dry cleaners, Old right? dry cleaners, S&D, G&K before that. Yeah. It's so cool. Like the cool, your sign is unreal. I would say that's what sold me on the entire building. Mm. Yeah, as soon as I pulled up, I was like, if our name can be on that sign, we might just make it. (laughs) (laughs) It's really cool. It's like an old school, like giant roadside type sign. Yeah, it's big. It's vintage. It has a huge arrow that just points at the the building. Oh, awesome. And I, I sort of set things up by talking about you pivoting. At a fairly young age and then following your career, uh, following your dream. Tell, tell us that story. Yeah. So I, um, I had went to St. Catherine's University and I was um, working for a nonprofit out in the San Francisco Bay Area uh, that was a fair trade certifying organization. Um, loved the job, uh, hated the day-to-day, like mm. at a computer, at a desk, and I just said I need a little more action in my life. So It's funny. You check the boxes of like being mission-oriented yeah. and being what you thought you wanted to do. Exactly. It was all those things. And but, then I said, something's still not right. Yeah. Something's not aligning. So, um, so yeah, so I, I got a job at a bakery. Um, they hired me as a home baker, which was really exciting. I had no experience besides, you know, making cakes for friends at home um, and learned a lot, learned a ton on the job. And within the first year of being there, I said, this is definitely what I want to do. Hmm. Um, yes, you, I pursued You caught it. the bug. I did. Exactly. You, when you were a kid, did you... Did you bake? Did you did your family bake? You grew up here in Minnesota, right? I did. Yep, about two hours north in Randall, Minnesota. Randall, five hundred people. Ah. My family's like ten percent of the population. (laughs) (laughs) So you coming to St. Louis Park? Coming the big? I mean, you're in the big city. Oh yeah, this is the big city for sure. For sure. Um, Yes, I did bake a little bit growing up. Nothing super fancy. A lot of um, Toll House. Recipe chocolate. Oh, yeah. That was like I had it memorized. Come home from school, whip up a batch. It's a good um, recipe. It's solid. It's, you know? yeah, stand, it's withstood this test of time for right. sure. But you enjoyed. There was something. Was it the precision? Was it the mm. routine? Was it just creating the the eating? Come on, the, we all know that's all about <laughs> the enjoyment. <laughs> Come on, bakers yeah. are often sort of very exacting and like very. Bakers can be weird. They totally can be weird. We, I, one interesting thing. I feel like I've hired a lot of perfectionists over the years. I think they're, I think they're drawn to it with, like you said, the exacting, the science. But I will be the first to say it's as much of an art as it is, um, as it is a science. There's still a lot of creativity, a lot of uh, playfulness with like ingredients and flavors and all that. So that, and I'm probably more on that side than the exacting side. My te- my my team would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're more vision. Yeah, mo- exactly. Yeah. And Andres is the founder owner of Honey and Rye, soon to open Bakehouse in St. Louis Park. Um, when you opened your own place, this was ten years ago. Yeah. Yep. This fall will be ten years. Were you afraid? Oh my gosh, I have to say, I think I was too ignorant to be afraid at the mm. time. I, there was a, definitely a world I didn't know exactly what I was getting into, and I think that helped me just keep pushing forward. Um, now, I'm probably more afraid now. <laughs> oh, really? The, the, the yeah. expansion? Yeah, and the debt's a lot bigger now than last time around. Um, but it's super exciting, and it's really nice to have more experience under my belt and, um, you know, lots of tons of support. I mean, 10 years, it, it says it's working, so we're excited to be. Uh, yeah, just doing it on a little bit bigger scale. When you look at what you're doing at Honey and Rye, mm-hmm. what what do you think put you on the map? Mm. Was there one item? Product. 
Um, gosh, you know, I feel like I've been asked, like, yeah, what's your signature thing? And I don't, I don't feel like I have a super great answer for that. Um, our banana bread is, it gets a lot of comments of like, don't tell my mom, but yours is better, (laughs) (laughs) which is so, it's so, um, so Midwestern, so classic, but yeah, like scones. We've had a lot of people say, I thought I hated scones until I tried yours. Your scones are terrific. They're good. And I don't like scones. Exactly. (laughs) They're usually, (laughs) I thought I didn't. They're usually dry. Like I just, I don't like the, you know. Yeah. But I think our bread too, our, um. Our baguette is one that I'm really proud of, and that was something um, I always tell new bakers. When I was in pastry school, we spent 40 hours a week for, like, the first month uh, shaping baguettes, like, over and over and over and over. Um, so that's one that I, I really do think people, you know, it's hard It's hard to do a nice baguette. It is hard. Mm-hmm. It is. Did you, you know, from a location standpoint, Honey and Rye, St. Louis Park, but you're right on the border of Minneapolis and St. Louis Park. You're not far from Rustica, which was an established, award-winning yeah. bakery. Were you worried about that? or I probably should have been more worried. <laughs> no, it definitely <laughs> it, crossed my mind. Is it, It's not oh. really competition, though, I you feel You know, like. I mean, it, it is and it isn't because you go in the other direction and there's like Cafe Suraz and like yeah. Turtle Bread's over there and the other direction is Breadsmith and Yum is just on the road. And I, for hmm. me, it yeah. holds true that there's... So much room for so many bakeries. We're all just a little bit different. Yeah. Um, you know what people look for at different shops and kind of different different flavor profiles, different all, uh, styles. We really stick not in the um, – I'm not very, like I said, pre- precision exacting, so not super French technique, not super patisserie, things like right. that. Um, lean much more like comfort, Midwestern, hearty, wholesome. Do Midwesterners expect – you know, we have some patisserie type. You have patisserie For 46. Sure. Yep. You've got Mark Hugh in St. Mm-hmm. Paul. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yep. Um, do you think, do Minnesotans lean more to the to the rustic, to the comfort, to give me something big yeah. for my money? Like, that <laughs> well, feels. Yeah, and that, that is true. I think there is that. And, and I, I, I feel like maybe why we've had success is we do walk a little bit in between there. We do have baguettes. We do have croissants. We don't have jumbo ginormous or anything on a stick. Um, but, you know, I think we still – it's it's so much about, I think, just flavor first for us. Like, mm. we really do. And freshness. I mean, that's another thing. It's easy to, you know um, – Mo- you do have monkey bread. We all, we have monkey bread. Very, I originally wanted to name certain. the store Monkey Bread. Oh, my, really? Yeah, because I loved it. It was like one – that was one of the things we really – baked a tongue grain up. And one of my, my oldest brother, there's eight of us, he was like, you can't name the store monkey bread. <laughs> I was like, okay, but maybe the next door. Yeah. <laughs> Honey and Rye, soon to open Bakehouse. Ann Andrus is our guest here on De Russia Eats. Minnesotans love bakeries. I feel like we True. we have undergone over the last decade, especially like a bakery renaissance yeah, in this town. I'd agree. Why do you think that is? Hmm. Food network, they help a lot. I do I do think there's I mean that's I think just having that the all the competitions and interests I think is a big piece of it. Um I don't know, for me there was definitely a pull to really honoring the craft of it and keeping the baker in the in the process, part mm. of the baked good, because we, you know, so many things are leaning so automated. Machine kind of Driven. shaped or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for for me that just takes out all the heart and soul and and a lot of times flavor and quality and, and care about it. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, what really drove it. I mean, I'm sure the 
it was happening on the coasts for yeah, <laughs> so, right. But we got there. We're right, right. Well, in the cold weather, I think maybe yeah, there's something comfort. to it. Yeah, uh, comfort. It is. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ann Andres is uh, the owner of Honey and Rye in St. Louis Park, our guest here on Russia Eats. Do you, I mean, you are very slender. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if pe- people might have this image where you think like a baker is like <laughs> eating cakes and eating cookies. It is that. <laughs> but you have to taste, like, how do you, how do you, is this just a gift of genetics or what's happening? Here? For sure that, I have to say, for sure, part of that. Um it's like, say, I wish I could eat this many. <laughs> I, I would like to eat your pastries well, at a higher rate. Well, and then they say, rate. never trust the skinny baker, right? I'm like, that's not true. That is hurtful. <laughs> that's not true. That's yeah. an attack. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, you know what, when I went from a desk job to a bakery, I lost about 10 pounds because it's mm. active. You're lifting like 50 pound bags of flour. You're running around literally on our feet all day. Um, and I do eat cakes and cookies and sweets all day, but usually like a bite. I'm tasting. I'm trying. Yeah. yeah. It's rare I sit down with a, a whole cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I yeah. suppose. Is, is there a flavor you get sick of where you've tried it so much? Oh. Is there something you're you're not as interested in anymore? Um, nope. I'm like yeah. <laughs> racking my brain. I don't think so. Yeah. No, but I do. I'm I'm I love sweets. I love salties though too. Which is at the bakery we do have a lot of um, nice savory options uh, as well. All right, we're going to learn more about what Bakehouse will be about. Plus, I'm going to ask Anne our favorite question that we ask all our guests here on Russia Eats. Top three favorite places, other places to go visit. It's the nice thing about working bakers are. Although Sarah Botcher said she barely gets to go out to eat because she's working in the middle <laughs> of the Weird hours. Yeah. Weird hours. <laughs> Anne Andrews from Honey and Rye. And we'll also get a story about uh, failure from you. Not that I'm accusing you of Okay, failure, yeah, let's hear but it. We've all had failures, and you, you know, everybody's had hiccups along the way. Oh, yeah. So I uh, like hearing how people from, grow from that. Derusha Eats continues here on CCO. Derusha Eats brought to you by Liquor Boy. Our guest today, Anne Andrews from Honey and Rye Bakery, opening Bakehouse right there on the border of St. Louis Park in Minneapolis on Excelsior. We we're just talking about how long it takes for people to know you're around. Did you was there a point in this decade where you felt like, all right, I think we now people know we're here? Well, I did. I uh, had a moment where I think we'd been there about six years and a woman came in. She said, oh, my gosh, it's my first time here. You guys are on my commute. How long have you been open for? Six years. <laughs> she had been driving yeah. by yeah. on our commute. It took her that long to stop in. So, yeah, I mean, I was just saying that I think the. um that seven-year restaurant hump. Once you get over that, I believe it's because it takes that long for people to like get it, you know, get established, know you, come back, come back again. Do you like the marketing side of it, or would you rather oh. just be baking or leading your team? Mm, that's a really interesting one right now because I, I think if I really ultimately got to choose, probably mostly baking. But I have learned to find so much joy in the leading part, mm. um, which is what I should and need to be doing. Right. Um, and the marketing Especially is as fun. you grow, you yeah, can't you exactly. can't be baking. No, I mean I am right now, but right. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. What are, What are your hours as a baker? Um, well, so we have our morning bakers at uh, Honey and Rye start at four a.m. Four a.m. Yep, and then so they'll usually do eight hour shifts, but we have a lot of staggered shifts throughout the day. So yeah, anywhere from I don't know four to six p.m. Yeah. We don't do overnights. I promised myself I wouldn't get into that. You opened a place in a food hall in Minneapolis. Yeah, at Gray's. Mm-hmm. When you look at 10 years of being a business owner, you know, ups, downs, what, 
I mentioned failure before the break. Do you have something that you look at and you say like, ah, that didn't work out? Mm. Um, that That's probably the first one that comes to mind because that was our first little adventure outside of outside of um, what we had been doing. And, right. but I, you know, I'm, I, COVID for sure. <laughs> it yeah. made it easy to look at it and say, okay, this isn't working, but you know, it, I didn't have to take too much on, um, on myself mm. on that one. But right. I it, also, I learned a lot from it and like, we've done it again. We've have another outpost at Alliance Francaise, Le Cafe. Um, so right. I, I say, you know, doing the Gray's food hall gave us an opportunity to kind of test the waters and see if that, that Omal works for us, and and it did. Yeah. Well, it didn't, but, but COVID, okay? <laughs> but that's the reality of, of yeah. uh, being a business owner and running your operation. Like, you have to – sometimes you have to have something sort of fail so you can figure out, all right. Yeah. I mean, if things are just firing the way they're supposed to, yeah, I don't know how much you learn from that. Yeah. Not no, that you want too many failures. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very realistic, for sure, I think, especially in food industry. And, I mean, I, I – so much coming out of COVID for us. Um, I keep thinking online ordering was such a big thing that we, I was like, no way, we don't need to do that. That's a Starbucks thing. Um, but then with COVID, we were forced to it. And now I'm like, oh my God, we can never go back what, what it did um, to change our business. You have a new building yeah, called Bakehouse. Yep. And that's right on the same area, same block. Same block, literally. Yep. Did you buy this building? I did, yeah. So what's what's going to be in Bakehouse? What will this mean to our listeners? Yeah, so um, the kind of main three components are its kitchen, shop, and classes. So the main focus for our team was more production space, just literally to keep up with what we're currently doing. Um, so that's what I was mo- mostly excited about, huh. to have a little more elbow room. A little more room, room right. Yeah. Your bake space is crowded. Yeah, Yep, it's the uh, Honey and Rise under 2,000 square feet, and we have a staff of about 40 now. So it's a lot. I mean, we're not all there at once, but it's still it's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then and then there is a shop, so a little cafe, customer facing um, space. You can come in and buy goodies and get coffee. Um, it's the vibe is different than Honey and Rye. That was the intention. Um, Honey and Rye has seating, not a ton, but it's uh, outdoors, seasonal outdoors. seating. Seasonal seating. Yep, we yeah. did. We did actually move that um, during COVID, and we put in a marketplace there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and this so is this is even this smaller. Be indoor seating, but smaller. Yep, no seating actually. Nope. Oh, no oh, seating. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but classroom space. That's what we we traded the the trade off for not having the seating was to have room for classes. Interesting. Yeah. And you, what do you see? Like people booking that as for like an event or yeah, like organized. Kids- classes too? Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Organized classes, hoping for some guest teachers, um, uh, birthday parties, mm. a lot of like kids, you know, baking cupcakes. And How fun would that be though? Gather like a group of eight or 12 yeah. and like come and bake. Super fun. Yeah. Come on down. Grab your posse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ann Andrews from Honey and Rye, soon to open Bakehouse. When will that open? Uh, grand opening is coming up next weekend. Ah, yeah. All right. All right. Top three places to visit, three places oh, you yeah. enjoy. And this is a really hard. Um, I'm going to go with Alma. Oh, wonderful. And it's really hard not to just throw Brasa in on that same count. I'm just going to do that. Alex you Roberts can, yes, Restaurants. Okay. Yes. Um, and then 
Uh, I'm a pizza fanatic, and Hello has my heart. It's maybe in my neighborhood. That helps, but... Um, Hello Pizza Hello and pizza. Kim's. Yes. Kind of more slice, New York style. Yep. It's, and, my, it's my favorite of her three also. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we can say I get that. a lot of grief you for it. No. You're like, no, Lola. Or, they're all they're great. They're all great. They're all great. I, I just, just love that. And I, I, I will say I miss being able to go in and get a slice. I and I get it, but I – so I, yeah. I just get a whole one Agreed. even if I want a slice. I know, right? You, <laughs> yes. It's really good. I really like it. Yeah. So that's like 44th in France. Yeah, on that sunny side. Yeah, yeah. Um, third, I'm going to go with the Broders trio. Mm. I love – I mean, it's easy for me too because I get to count three in one. Can I do that? But I think you just – I'm pretty Terzo. sure you just listed nine <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> That's I how know. I work. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, I just love it's so reliable um, and easy and fun for a nice glass of wine, fun for easy takeout, fun yeah. for fancy dinner. If we every time we go to Terzo mm-hmm. and have a glass of wine, we talk about moving to the neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, it's that good. They've done it. I mean, I yeah, they are the neighborhood. <laughs> it's so cool. And congratulations on your success. Thank you. You're glad you left that nonprofit job. Oh man, yeah. 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 It's been a good change of pace, literally. Even though running a bakery sometimes feels like it may be a nonprofit. But <laughs> oh, for sure. You're That's another there. episode. You're <laughs> getting there. Thanks, Ann. Honey and Rye, you can check it out on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park and look for Bakehouse coming soon. Thanks so much for listening to the DeRussia Eats podcast. On WCCO Radio, 830 AM, we do conversations with chefs, with farmers, with small business people every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. The podcast is available every week. If you enjoyed what you heard, I would love for you to leave us a review. Give us however many stars you can. I don't know, 10, 20 stars would be nice, five stars, and leave your feedback as well. It really helps us grow and helps support covering the food community here at WCCO Radio and in the DeRussia Eats podcast. If you'd like to email me with an idea or a question about the restaurant scene, you can email jason at odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com, jason at odyssey dot com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the DeRussia Eats podcast. Thanks for listening to DeRussia Eats. Dan Cook is our producer. Jason DeRussia is your host. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. DeRussia Eats is a production of Odyssey.